0: It's time for your NBA fix. This is the Big Show Daily Assist, featuring all the latest news and insight on the association. Now joining the Big Show, Senior NBA writer for Bleacher Report, Howard Beck, on 97.5 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Daily Assist, brought to you by Lee's Heating and Air. Uh, Check them out online, Lee'sHeatAC.com. Let's get out to the Sprint Special Guest Line Sprint. They make it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability. He makes the magic happen for the Bleacher Report. He's our friend Howard Beck. Hi, Howard. Hey, guys. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you. We're just going over some of this breaking news from ESPN, and it looks like there's going to be uh, an official vote on uh, next Thursday, Howard, and it looks like they're looking to bring back around 20 to 22 teams. What are your thoughts, and what are you hearing?
1: Well, it's early yet. Let's, you know, see what the details are. Um, There is no vote yet. There is no uh, announced plan yet. And so I think it's hard to, to really judge what that's going to mean. Um, you know, what safety measures are they creating? Um, what is the rationale behind? And what well, is it 20 or is it 22? I don't even know what that means. Uh, it, it, it can't be both. Um, so, you know this is still early um, this obviously as you guys note i mean this this is this just now trickling out, and so you know there's no vote yet there's no final decision yet. There are no details about how they're going to execute this yet. Um, all that said i I think you know we've probably discussed this at least a couple times over the last m- month or two i i don't see any reason to bring back anything more than sixteen teams if um, if, if we're going to and' sorry for the line beeping in um, if if we're going to say that this has always been a balance about uh, or a, 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 the math is balancing the risk and health concerns against the business concerns of the nBA and, and the the need and desire to get back to playing. if there's a balancing act in play here, which there is, then it always to, to me it always comes back to one thing: how much of the risk is necessary to get what you need, and if what you need is a, a valid postseason and a restart and a champion and, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a conclusion, simply to the season. Well, what is what is the cost of that in terms of of health risk, and what's what you know? How far should you go? Um, Sixteen teams, the top eight in each conference, as they were when the season was suspended, seems like you know, a, a fair representation to me, especially when you consider that the 7th and 8th seeds in the NBA are basically just first-round fodder anyway. It's not like anybody who's ninth or 10th can make a really strong case that, well, if only we had gotten in, we'd be, you know, in finals contention. Um, so I don't have – to me, I don't you – know, I've said this before probably, I don't think fairness – should be a a talking point. There's no fairness. It's a a global pandemic, and you do what you can to get the season going and and to crown a champion. But there is no fair. There's a lot of unfair things happening right now that are of far more greater consequence than anything in the NBA. So 16 teams feels like enough. 20 to 22, whatever that number is, seems like too much but the nba has business concerns here and they want more teams and more games because it means more money and that's they're right they're a business and they they want to recoup what they can
2: Howard I just want to thank you for articulating my opinion better than I can articulate it it's <laughs> I agree with sure you articulated it well I I agree with you 100% it doesn't make sense to me given the backdrop of what we're working with here you know what I mean? It's. A, I wrote a column about this; hasn't been posted yet, and I don't know if I'm going to have to adjust it now because of what we're hearing about these 20 and 22 teams. But it just seems it seems silly to me, given given what's what what everyone's dealing with. You want to have a postseason? You want to have meaningful basketball? Why go through jumping through these hoops or trying to get a few more teams a chance to qualify for that last spot? Just I don't know. It's just crazy to me. Every every team that you bring to orlando is another
1: 50 people probably 15 players and a half dozen coaches and and strength coaches and trainers and equipment managers and support staff and pr and so every team that goes it's that many more bodies and this is a math game with the virus it always has been the fewer people who are congregating in any given spot in a, in a in a building, in a city, it, wherever, the the more people you bring into a, in an area, the denser it becomes, the more likelihood of, of spread or of somebody, you know, we don't, and this is the problem, folks. We don't know what the bubble is. Is it, a, is it a bubble at all? And can can people come and go freely, or are they really in some sort of lockdown? Because if they're going to come and go, and if there are other people who are, Servicing these these teams, you know, uh, housekeepers and chefs and plumbers and who, all the people that it takes to, to keep this campus going. There's always going to be a risk of, of the virus being introduced into that group. And so, the more people you have there, the more teams you have there, the greater the risk. It's just simple math. And if you talk to any epidemiologist, that they, they will tell you that that's the game. So. Yeah, I, I, I just don't see the purpose, especially when, as, as we've all noted, um, you know, beyond the top couple of teams in each conference, it's really all inconsequential anyway. If you're a ninth or tenth place team and you're feeling like you, you got uh, you know short shrift because you didn't get invited to Orlando, I'm sorry. I just don't have any sympathy at this point. We've had 70%, 80% of the season played. That's a, a, a sufficient sample size for establishing the pecking order.
0: Howard, once they do get it narrowed down to the 16 teams that make the playoff, do you like the idea of throwing out conferences and just seeding 1 through 16? You know, it's interesting. Um, the reason that the NBA hasn't gone to the 1 through 16, despite
1: deliberating it quite a bit over the last five or more years, is that, one, the Eastern Conference teams never want to do it because it's the weaker conference year in, year out. And it, it's, it's, a, it's more risk of them not making the playoffs in favor of more Western Conference teams. Um, and so, so there, there's that, that if you just rank 1 through 16 based on record, you're, you're going to have more Western Conference teams than, than fewer Eastern Conference teams. If you're going to take the top eight in each conference this time and just throw them in, but now go, now re-rank them 1 through 16, um, it's less of an impact than to the Eastern Conference teams. This is no longer—it's no longer about throwing anybody out of, of the playoff field. And the other concern has always been about travel and all the extra thousands of miles that the NBA has calculated would would happen when you're mixing the two conferences in all rounds. Um, clearly, there's no travel involved in this case. Everybody will be in one place, so it makes it more possible. But does it make it better? Does it? I mean. Is it a one-off? Are you going to go back to the conference playoff formats once the world returns to normal? Um, because I, like, I, I, otherwise, like, what's the point of doing it just as a, as a, as a one-off, just to see, how, just to see what it looks like? I mean, I just unless you plan to keep it, or unless you think there's a, 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 a you know good chance of keeping it, then I don't know why you experiment with it. The other thing is. You know, I'm not a, we've talked about this, I think, I'm not a big asterisk guy, and I don't think people should spend too much time thinking about asterisks, but the more uh, variables you throw into this postseason, the more things that you change, the more you experiment, the more you make it unlike other postseasons that people are, are used to seeing. I think the the more chance there is for people to sense an, a, a, a less than legitimacy about it. So there is that risk. And so I, I don't think they're going to go that direction, and I, I don't really see what the motivation would be.
2: Howard, I want to get back to that bubble uh, environment. Uh, What what do you think is the right way to handle this? You say if every team needs 50 people in order to show up, what about family members? What do you think? Should these guys be isolated? Should they be allowed to have access to family members? uh, What do you think, and how do you think it's going to play out? It's a great question, I just don't know. I mean, you know... how
1: strict are they going to, to make this you know they're calling they want to call it a campus and not a bubble because I don't think they like the idea that this is somehow everybody being enclosed and and, and on lockdown and I, I understand that so you know it, 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 it has a, a, a there's a bad imagery about it and, and it sounds too onerous um, and these guys are going to be there for you know look it could be two three months if you're a team that goes all the way to the finals that's a long time to be. Uh, under those kinds of restrictions, it's a long time to be away from family. I think they've got to make some allowance for family to go. The problem is, again, if you make this a porous bubble and if you allow people to come and go and if you allow family to come in, you're, you're again, you're just increasing risk. You're increasing the number of people who come in potentially with the virus. And now they're going to have tests, potentially daily tests. But that doesn't mean it's necessarily going to catch uh, an infected person before they 've had a chance to spread it, especially because this is a very contagious virus, and it gets spread you people are asymptomatic carriers and you 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 can't you can't just just ensure that that the environment is completely clean so um I, I I don't know how they're going to. This, this is why I, I'm I really very very curious. Not so much about the format of the playoffs or how many teams. Uh, I'm curious about that too. I'm more curious about how the NBA handles who can come in, how many people, what kind of restrictions they're under, because any kind of of you know porous bubble or or loose restrictions is going to invite potentially the the, the, the virus in, and and I don't know what happens.
0: After that, Howard Beck of the Bleacher Report with us. It's your daily assist. Uh, let's talk about on the floor basketball a little bit, Howard. Give us two or three teams that are your favorites when the playoffs do resume. Favorites to win it all, or just favorites to, to see back in action? Ooh, <laughs> e- wow. Either way, let's let's go with see back in action.
1: That's the more interesting one, because the, the championship contention is probably the same answer for everybody, right? It's, it's you know, Milwaukee being the overwhelming favorite in the East, or at least the favorite. I don't know if they're overwhelming favorite, but, Mil- but Milwaukee's the favorite in the East, a clear favorite, put it that way. And it's the Lakers and Clippers in the West, and I don't really think it goes beyond that in the West. I think the East has the, the, at least the potential for Boston or Toronto or, or maybe Miami to make a run. Um, Philly, which is back healthy, maybe can make a run. So, like, I don't think Milwaukee is actually – Unbeatable. I, I think the East is actually more interesting, um, especially now with with teams having gotten healthy during the uh, the hiatus. But in terms of teams, I'd like to see that. I just think you know it'll be fun to see back on the court. I want to see Luca's playoff debut. Um, Luca and Porzingis have had some pretty nice moments this season, so that that'll be interesting. Assuming that it's John Morant and the Grizzlies still holding down the eighth seed, like that could be fun. If the Pelicans instead bust in. Um, Obviously, everybody wants to see that. And, you know, Zion versus LeBron in the first round um, would be spectacular. One more reason why the NBA is probably leaning toward more teams than than not because, hey, ratings. Um, So those are some of the teams I'm really intrigued by. And, and, you know, I I think Boston – They've been one of these teams the last couple of years that they it always feels like they're they're coming up a little bit short of expectations, but I think that this is a year where they were really trending the right direction and Jason Tatum was looking like a, a potential MVP candidate, not not necessarily for this season, but a future M V P and I I think the Celtics could really make a run. And I think they're they're fun to watch. They've just got a lot of interesting pieces. So um yeah, a lot of a lot of different directions we could go with uh, the, the who we want to see.
2: So, Howard, you think a four, four-and-a-half-month interruption is really not going to veer this thing any which way uh, than the one we thought it was going to lead to? No well, I, I, I would I would actually say all of the impressions
1: I just gave are based on when things were frozen on March 11th. I think, actually, there's quite a bit of potential for some volatility and crazy things happening because of the long layoff. We really don't know. Um, what the net effect is going to be. Like, who's going to come back 20 pounds overweight? <laughs> um, which teams are going to come back just completely out of sync? And uh, the, the number of players who do not have not have had access to a basketball hoop for the last several months is a lot higher than people think. I don't know what the number is, but every time I talk to a player or uh, anybody with, associated with a team, they're always talking about how many guys don't have hoops um, because – they're, you know, Not everybody has a home gym. Not everybody has access to, to a, a basket in any place close to them. A lot of them are in apartment complexes, and they're not in their home markets. So um, I just don't even know what the basketball is going to look like when these guys get back. So there's potential for some crazy things happening and some upsets. And, again, that's why some people think you know, that there may be an asterisk, because
2: we might see some, some goofy things happen after this long layoff. Howard, if that'll lead to more intrigue. I, 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 certainly not worth the cost of this horrible thing that's happened, but uh, uh, maybe you're right. Maybe it will make it more unpredictable. Hmm.
1: It, it could. Um, I, I tend to think the talent still wins out. I tend to think that the pecking order, as we knew it in March, will still be the pecking order in August. But there, there are a lot of unknowns and a lot of variables that have been thrown into this thing.
2: Well, do you think you'll be assigned to go down there, uh, Howard? What's gonna, how's this going to affect you? Well, um, that's a tricky one.
1: There, there's still there, there are no guidelines yet, just as we don't have guidelines yet for how the teams are going to be able to go in and out of there. We don't have guidelines yet for how the media will be handled. There will be media on site. There's no question about that. Uh, what restrictions we may be under or what it will require to go and whether you have to be there for the entire time. Um, those are all open questions. And and those are things that the NBA is, is still working on um, for, for my purposes. I mean, I, I haven't missed a finals since I think 2006 maybe. Yeah. Um, and I've been to nearly all since going back to about 2000. So um I, I I really want to be there for it. I'm not sure if it's wise. I have not made that determination for myself yet. I mean, I'll see what the MBA's setup is first and, and, and how they're going to handle us. But if it's a, if it's my decision, um, I don't think I would go down for anything prior to the finals because I just don't want to be gone that long. And yeah, I'm, I'm you know, look, I I, I I have no reason to believe that I'm at any greater risk than the average person um, when it comes to the virus, but. I'm not certain I want to get on a plane yet or go put myself in another environment yet, even though that might be a a very safe environment that the NBA creates. Um, The second you decide to to leave town and get on a plane and and, and go do this, you know, you're you're taking on some risk. I haven't decided whether or not
2: that's worth it. I wonder if there will be, like, pool reporters.
1: (laughs) That is, I think, also a possibility um, because there's not – Trust me on this much. I, I, I can I can predict this fairly safely. We will not see the normal, whatever, 2,000 reporters at the finals that we're used to seeing. It will be a, a fraction of that. And um, because of that, there may be, ne- out of necessity, some pool reporting and some cooperation among a lot of different media outlets. Uh, again, something we'll,
2: we'll hopefully figure out more about in, in the next several weeks. Jacob always considered Howard a smart man, and uh, uh, his last thought or two there confirms it even more to me. You're
0: wow. <laughs> here, here. No argument uh, No argument from me. Stay safe, Edward. Howard. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Howard, as always. Appreciate you. Appreciate it, fellas. Be well. Back at you. Howard Beck from the Bleacher Report with us here on The Big Show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, and certainly a lot of unanswered questions from a media perspective as well.
2: Yes, no doubt about that. I I don't know the answers to those questions. What what happens uh Jake if a team surprises like uh what if the Jazz were to go to the finals? How would we handle that? That that's crazy to think about.
0: That'd be awesome. It'd be awesome. I mean, yeah, but finals. are you going to jump
2: on a plane and head to Orlando? How <laughs> I
0: just I don't know. I'm going to hitchhike. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go out and and show some leg, Gordon, and hitchhike across <laughs> this great country.
2: That's my plan. Don't, don't do that. No.
0: All right. Uh, we are live at the warehouse, 86 East University Parkway, right here in Orem. Drop on by and see us. They also, of course, have their Salt Lake location, 1967 South 300 West. We'll have more of the big show coming up next. 97.5 and 1280, the Zone.